Blog Talk Radio. Live from Pompano Beach, Florida. I want to welcome everyone to the Kayak Fishing Raw podcast, sponsored by Railblazer and Costa Sunglasses. See what's out there. Freddie? You forgot to say hold everything. Hold everything. Railblazer. They whisper that, right? I don't know. They whisper it. It's a mystery. Yes. So... What's up, dog? What's going on, buddy? I don't know. Get comfy here. So, what was it? Last weekend, mm-hmm. we had the Summer Slam Part 1, finally. Skunker Slam is what I call it. For you, yep. as always. Skunker Slam. Did you really not get a bite? Uh, I got a bite. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, I got a bite. I got sharked. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, we had an awesome event. It was probably one of our biggest crowd-wise events that we've ever had. But, um. I think uh, it's been great because the city of Pompano Beach, bless you, they've been uh, really promoting extreme kayak fishing locally. So I've definitely noticed the crowd, and that was awesome, you know, to get that huge crowd there, to get people pumped up. And, uh, and I thought we had a great way in for a part one event. Usually we get like little kings and stuff like that, but we had blackfin tunas, like jumbos, all over the scale. We had a medium tuna, big tuna, small tuna. Kings, we had a John McCroy with the Bonafide Railblazer or the Bonafide Calcutta. Blah, blah, blah. He got a nice, uh, nice kingfish, and uh, and then the fish of the day that African pompano was a 36 pound African yeah. pompano. So, yeah, by flip. So, I, I, I think all in all, this was one, a very solid event, and two, again, it was good to see that crowd size, and three, once again, we got over 100 guys. For part one, so that was good too. That's pretty cool. Pretty crazy. Yeah, hundred so, people, and we had great weather, which oh, is something we needed for a while. Freaking, but, it's well, been a rough year. Yeah. Um, but that was some sunshine, and I'm I'm really happy with uh, with what happened. So, I mean, for you, you fished the event, so you weren't filming and all that like you usually been doing. Uh, what did you see from that side of it, fishing, or did you see other guys hook up? Um, I know you got skunked as always, but what did <laughs> what did you see? It's going to get to a point where, like, it's not, it's like, it's not a joke anymore. It's not funny. And right. Only, it'll only be funny when I do it. Well, you know, Maria, did you see what Maria tagged you in on Facebook? <laughs> no, what is it? Oh, well, <laughs> check it out later. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all in all, solid event. We're going to have uh, Greg Nolan. He won the SummerSlam Part 1. He's from Naples, Florida, I believe. So he'll be calling in in a few minutes, and we'll get cool. to talk to him and see how he, uh, how he won this sucker. Once again, we get a brand new winner, which I think is awesome. Yeah. It seems like every year we're getting some new guys that are this year, especially has been really good because it's, it's across the board been new guys and new guys that aren't like local from Pompano, Fort Lauderdale. I should be the new winner one day. That will never happen. <laughs> Although you Dude. do have on your wall over there. That was the, uh, the Calcutta, right? What yeah, year was that? I won the Calcutta. Looks like that was 74. 2016 part right okay see so there you go (laughs) but um no i think all in all it was great and you know i'm i'm interested to talk to greg because i want to see how it was out there it seems like the kingfish was pretty slow i thought i thought they were saying that the kingfish bite was shallow and on fire but they were dinks little Um, ones yeah i was i like we were getting blown out to sea right like uh yeah, that was one issue that I think people... Blown were, out, or was it the current? 
I mean, the there was like no was wind, weird. right? The current was real weird, but the wind was like six or eight miles an hour off. Okay, okay. It was, it was blowing. Uh, uh, it was a west wind. That's why it was flat. Right. So it was blowing us away. Um, what was the current? Ah, uh, dude, it was like, it seemed like it was shifting. I don't know. It was very, huh. it was, it was very strange because okay. I was anchored most of the time. Right. And, um, you know, when you're anchored, usually the current rips through and like I was chumming not, I mean, it really wasn't that good. The current was. So you went out of your way in this event. This is something that Jay and I talked about way back when we first started the podcast. He wanted to do that in an event and anchor up chum and see if he could, he thought he could win multiple events doing that. You can, you can, I, the problem for me was the West wind. So like I spent a lot of time trying to hook up to the bottom. You, you can't do that on a West wind. Right. Because it's blowing you deeper. So the more, li- cause I anchor with a, um, with a, with a treble hook and a weight and a weight, a big lead. Now you can't do this if it's choppy at all. Yeah, you can. Really? Any, any on a kayak. Yeah. hundred percent. So not deep. <clears throat> as deep as if you're in 20 feet, you're in 200 feet. What's the difference? All right. How are you doing this? Explain okay. this to these guys. So, so I use, don't do this at home. It's probably not the. It's probably not the. <laughs> We're gonna get out of towners coming here well, doing they, this. It's gonna be flip city. No, I don't think so. So how do you do it? Okay, so well, keep in mind my kayak's really light, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Okay. But you're using use, a stealth. I use a stealth kayak. I don't think that matters. I think any kayak will work. Okay. But I use a uh, a heavy spinning rod with braid, heavy braid. Right. Fifty sixty pound braid, and then on the uh, on the end of that a ten fifteen pound leader, right? It doesn't matter how big it is. Five. Like five inches will work, but right. on the end of that you have a. Um, I put an, an egg sinker on that line and okay. then tie a, a big treble hook to it, and just drop it to the bottom and hook up on the bottom. The reason why you won't flip or swamp is because you have, um, you know, you have a lot of a lot of drag. You have drag, right? Okay, and then you only have fifteen pound line, and a little treble hook, and the rod tip bends. So anytime a wave comes, you either the rod tip bends, and your boat goes up and stays on the wave, or you take out a little bit of drag. So. Hmm. It's very safe. Am I and you're not using a big treble. You're using a little one? Any treble will work. I mean, as long as you hook the bottom. Right. I mean, I just... And this is the first time you've done it. No, I do it all the time. You do it all the time? I do it all the time. In a tournament? I have done it once other in, in a tournament in the Bahamas. And how did that work? Sharks came and I freaked out, so I quit chumming. Yeah. <laughs> did that happen again, obviously, because you got a shark, right? I got shark this time, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it happened right away. I mean, do you think... It's not really that effective. No, I think it is. I mean, a, a you lot do. Of, yeah, yeah. I mean, have you had a really solid day doing it? I never took enough chum out to to stay for a long time. So normally I will only take one block of chum. And by the time I've like, if if you're in seventy or eighty feet, if you're still over the reef, I mean everything comes through there. Right. Um, so it, you'll have a giant, just a school of ballyhoo that you can pluck out of. Oh, the, sure. Yeah. Flat ballyhoo it's just like being on a boat when you're yellowtailing. 100%. Right. It's exactly the same. But if you do that in 150 feet, I mean, guys do it all the time in boats. and It's just boring. I feel like, though, it would be more effective, and this is even more dangerous, I feel like. But So if you're new at this, I wouldn't try it. But I feel like it would be more effective at night for yellowtailing and snapper fishing. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. You know, I feel like if me and you went, let's say, to the pier, right? And I know this sounds crazy to some people, but this pier has been closed for, what, two years? Pop it up here? Yeah, two, like going on three, I think. Yeah. It's been a long time. Right. So I feel like if we went to the pier one night in 20 feet of water and and anchored up, not even 20 feet, right by the pillars there and started chumming, can you imagine what we would probably pull up? Probably a ton of fish on that pier. I think we'd get permit. I think we'd get, 
I wouldn't say I don't think we'll get yellowtail, but I think we'll get some muttons. I think we would get um, definitely mangroves. Yeah. Snook. Maybe a tarpon. Maybe. Maybe a Freddy fish. Hammerhead. Maybe a maybe a skunk. Maybe a skunk fish. Mm. Fred. But I think I don't know. Yeah. I think it'd be effective like that. I just wouldn't do it in a tournament though. I don't know. If it wouldn't have been a West one, I think it'd be a different story. Because hmm. what happened is every time I would come off the bottom and move spots. Right. I wouldn't be able to get to the bottom again because you'd let all your line out and then it's just pushing you deeper. Right. If, when it's pushing... When it's, when it's what? When it's what? <laughs> when, it's, <laughs> when, it's when it's pushing... When it's blowing you... <laughs> when it's blowing you inland. Oh you, my God. You, you got to the bottom what? quick because you let you let out line, hit the bottom and right. you just get pushed and you're... You get what? Dr- pushed. It drags the bottom the entire time. Why oh do I sound so weird right God, now? you don't sound weird here. Have a drink. Oh. Ready? There you go. Um, <laughs> you can't talk uh, today. Your mom was calling me. <laughs> so what time did you head in when you were – were you done like around no, – you got in early, right? No. No, I stayed pretty late. I mean, I, I got back – what time was the – what time was the required time to be back? Two. Then I got back at like one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I stayed out pretty late. All right. But yeah, that was that was something that I really enjoyed about the event. I I noticed um, that a lot of the anglers that competed that didn't do well, they stayed behind. You know, we had we had drinks flowing, we had a lot of food, we had actually mm-hmm. extra food for this um, because we knew how big it would potentially be. But it, it just I really liked seeing the big crowd and it people just stuck around. Yeah, and people stuck around, and you know, a lot of times in the beginning. I've even even said it on the uh, on this podcast. You know, I hate when people leave, and if you win, you want to be there to see. You know, you yeah. hold up your trophy and pride. I think people. I think. People but it's leave. been good when it's a really hard day. I think people get out of there pretty quick. Right. Like it was a pretty easy day on the yeah. water. Yeah. So I don't think there was any reason for people to be like super tired. Right. Um. Plus, I think now guys know that the dude will drag their kayaks up the beach with the tractor. You know. Exactly. And yeah. So there's like a lot of there's a lot less like more work to do right when you get back because it is a it's a pain in the ass like oh sure papano's huge you know it's like a 50 yard walk up the beach right up a hill yeah in you know a foot of sand it's yeah both, both ways oh we got uh we got greg calling in right now greg what's up buddy hey, what's going on guys nothing much man how are you good man how you guys doing we're doing good greg hey greg it's joe hector um First, I want to say congrats on winning the SummerSlam 1. Uh, you did awesome out there. You got a killer blackfin tuna. Uh, you got a couple tuna, but that one was a nice jumbo. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm really happy to have you on the show, and, and good job out there. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem. So um, let's talk about, because we get a lot of young guys uh, that listen to the show, guys that are just getting into offshore kayak fishing, and some of them, you know, they always want to know what it's like to com- not only compete in this event, you know, maybe like your strategy, what you did. Freddie's weird. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, man, so let's dive into basically how it all started on the beach. Um, you know, what were you thinking? What was your strategy? How did you win this thing? Yeah, like tell them, tell them you know, mainly your strategy of how you were going to beat me, you know, because I fished this event and, you know, you must have been thinking, Jesus, Fred is out there. He's going to probably slay. Probably him. not. No. No. That's not how it goes. Yeah, not that was all. my primary Damn concern. It. Right. Yeah, Damn that it, was Greg. Greg. Yeah, that's Damn what it, Greg. I was thinking right on the beach. Was, how am I going to beat this guy? But, uh, well, yeah, well, 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 it was sir. tricky. Got to, yeah, it was tricky. Got to the beach, had that 
to deal with the bait, which I give my hand to Joe Bait for doing what he did. Because I don't know any other guys who could have found bait during those two weeks. Yeah. Um, but made for the water with four baits. Um, one of them died. Uh, my main plan was to go deep, see if I could find an early digging bite, put out a live bait, see what happened. Uh, you know, early on I got my first small tuna. Um, and then it was about six hours until I got my next bite. Spent a lot of time deep digging. Um, I heard everyone's getting rat kings. I just tried to find the biggest fish I could find. Um, you know, I wound up going in shallow, about 100, 125, put out a live bait, last live bait, see what I could do. Got smacked. Did not feel like a tuna. Did not run like a king. Saw any shark and had a really big surprise when I pulled that tuna. In. Oh, wow. So you caught that thing in 100 and some feet? 100, what'd you say, 120? About, a, about, a, about 106. Good man, that's shallow, man. And that was a nice, that was a nice tuna too, man. Wow. Well, that's that's awesome. I've I've caught. Yeah. That's a personal best. Yeah, that's that's great, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, usually with the SummerSlam one, what we've seen through the years is it's either going to be a lot of blackfin, and that'll end up winning the event, or it'll be you know kings here and there. But it's never been like a really solid tournament for kings. We get a lot, but they're all like rats. So I always say. You know, if you want to win part one and you want to add weight for that ring, you target those tuna because they're all weight, you know, those jumbos. Yeah, and that, I mean, I didn't even expect to find them because the water was so dirty and the water change didn't even happen to about 180, 190 feet. Right, exactly, exactly. You saw the water change in one night? I was in like 400. I didn't see any water change. It was still gray and I, green. I, it was very light. Yeah. You know, there was there was no like distinct blue. I didn't go out that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was no blue. I was in four hundred like. Yeah. I was in four hundred like super early, and then I, which I didn't realize, but I was just getting slowly blown out there because of the wind, and and then um, I asked someone how deep we are, and they're like four hundred. I'm like shit, I'm in the wrong, <laughs> I'm in the wrong place. I wanted to be in like one eighty. Yeah, I mean, talking to some anglers, there was a lot of a lot of the tuna were caught in around two hundred. So, I mean, cheers to you, man, for getting that nice one. You know, that's shallow. That's Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that is kind of crazy. I, I didn't even think that at all. So what kind of gear were you using? Um, You know, it's funny because I dropped a very nice 30 wide about two weeks before that. Um, So I wound up going to the store and just getting a squall set up. Um, wow. Five pounds on a squall and was hoping for the best. Did a really, really long top shot. And it wound up working out for, I mean, the a bit of stinger rigs and I had them by one treble. Um, yeah, so it was when I when I pulled them up, I was like, I was shocked. Right. <laughs> now, did you think at that point did you did you already have that other tuna in the bag or did, was that your that was your second one, right? Yep. Yeah. So I got the fourteen pound tuna first, and then at about one o'clock, I got that tuna. Nice. Okay. So at that point, you're like, all right, am I? I'm gonna head in. I'm I'm ready to weigh, or were yeah. you still out there a little bit longer? No, that was my last bait. Um, I had that last bait, and then I was out, and I was stun jigging. I could barely move my arm. When I was holding that tuna on the stage, my arm was locking up. I, could, I was watching <laughs> my muscles freaking flare at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. I put you guys to work creeps, up there. So. you yeah. got to eat more creeds than uh, like Joe does. <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> and now, now, Greg, how long have you been fishing for, and also, like, how did you find out about extreme kayak fishing? Um, You know, I... I'm from New York. I fished my whole life. Um, 
you know, if you go down to Florida with New York fishing knowledge, basically know nothing. It's nowhere near the same. Uh, I was I looking agree. at boats when I moved down at first, and they just didn't seem very expensive for me. I'm only 23 years old, trying to run on my own boat, living in my own apartment. Um, so I looked at kayaks. I saw a lot of guys fishing kayaks and got one, and I really, really loved it. So I just went full out. I'm just driving from Naples, Florida, to Pompano like once or twice a week for the past year. Um, oh, wow. So I didn't know that. I didn't yeah. either, dude. You should hit me yeah. up. I'm, I live... I'm bad luck, but I mean, we could have had some beers. <laughs> wow! I mean, and have you have you been doing consistently well uh, doing that trip back and forth, like catching solid fish, or has it been uh, kind of spotty? You know, it took me about about six or seven months to figure out the fishery to the point where I was consistently getting fish. Um, okay. The past two well three done. months have been great for me. I every I have come back with a good haul every time. Very good. Well awesome. done. I've been here seven years. I haven't caught shit. <laughs> Fred doesn't catch fish, so that's um, a very good point. <laughs> but he goes on Facebook on the kayak the whole time. So right. he's on, like, Facebook live, like, talking and chatting with his girlfriends and all that. So Girlfriends? That's, uh, what you know. Of... <laughs> what? Oh, my God. Hey, Greg, so do you come down with, like, a group of guys, or do you do this trick alone? Trick. trick? Um, I, I do the trip alone. I, I always do the trip alone. I've brought a friend a few times. Rented him a okay. kayak. There's a nice place in Naples to rent kayaks. Um, so I bought him a few times. We wound up buying one after like the fourth time he went on a kayak because we got him on some good fish right away. Just one of those things. You start it, you fall in love with it, right? Oh, man. Yeah. I, I'll never forget when I first started and I got uh, a 65 pound Wahoo and it just, I was hooked ever since. I just loved it. And that's kind of what started extreme. I mean, that's what it had me doing this. So it's, it's, there's no feeling like it. You can't even talk about it to someone on a boat. It's, and I am a boater myself as well. And it's just totally boater different boater. It's just totally different than, uh, than catching them on a kayak. I, I can't even explain it. Even if you get a small King, it's different. I don't know. It's just a different feeling, but, um, yeah, man, I'm happy you fished the event. And how did you find out about extreme kayak fishing? Um, YouTube pretty much. I watched cool. a lot of YouTube. That's how I figured out most most of everything. Awesome. Awesome. I always ask yeah. people that, so it's good to know. Great. Um, and now fishing this event, I mean, obviously, you're getting ready for part two. That'll be in August. Um, what research have you done on that? And uh, I'm sure you've seen the massive Wahoo we get the past three tournaments we've had in that. So uh, what's, what's going to be your uh, – what are you going to do in that tournament? Yeah. I, I actually fished part two last year. I I got my kayak about two weeks before that tournament started, so I didn't know really much oh. of anything. Uh, I got a Barracuda. That was about it. But that's okay. like what kind of kicked More than off I got. me. I thought it was like, yeah. I thought it was one of the most, you know, fun things I've ever done. It's not like a boating tournament. It's a different world. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, I dragged the Cuda tube for like the last hour and a half over like, between 70 and 30. Did you feet. really? A CUDA tube. I, all I want in life is the trash Why? Can What's with you using this stuff? I want to Do you know that Fred <laughs> uses poppers? Like, what are you doing, dude? What are you doing? I was talking. I was talking you, are, what's your next trip? You're going to ship a bunker here from Jersey and give it a try? I was <laughs> talking to Greg. All right. Talk to Greg. You talk to Greg. Greg Go on. I dragged a, a CUDA tube over the reef for like an hour and a half, hoping for a CUDA. And uh, I didn't get one. 
It's the the yeah, that I hate the most in the world because I always catch them, but I never keep them. Greg's I, like, I gotta go. I want that trash can yeah. slam trophy so bad. Yeah, I mean, there is people that are obsessed with the trash can slam. I want the trophy. I don't care about the award at all, or you know, there's no money. I just want the yeah. trophy. It, like, is the it's cool, cool. It's the coolest trophy in the world. Yeah, no, that's cool. Except for maybe I, like you know, I don't remember what it weighed for that tournament, but I'm pretty sure that my crew would have won, and I didn't win. Oh, re- oh, you didn't even weigh it. Oh, dude. I no, I didn't even weigh kudos. it. I've thrown away kudos yeah. uh, every time. I get, yeah. I'm so mad. I just hit him in the head with the gaff and then cut him off. Well, speaking of kudos, you want to hear something interesting? So when we did our first Bahamas tournament, oh, I I caught, do you remember this? Yeah, I caught like 20 of them. Yeah, but do you, do you remember what they showed us? So we, we went back, and everyone had all these barracuda, but we also had some good fish, you know, like snapper and grouper. So the Bohemians laid out the fish on the sand, and they said, listen, this is how you know – if the fish is edible or not. And they had two kudas laid out and they had a nice fat grouper next to the groupers. Every single fly went to the grouper and there were, there was no flies at all on the two barracuda. Hmm. Is that crazy? Yeah, that's pretty well. Sounds like bro science. science So if the flies don't want it, you you definitely don't want it. You don't want it. Yeah, exactly. If if cats don't eat it, then it's got ciguatera. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. So, Greg, um, so for part two, um, obviously, I, I, I hate calling it this because I don't want to jinx us. I'm going to knock on wood, but that has been our Wahoo tournament, and uh, we time it and uh, are right around the moon. So it, it's actually going to be a – there's going to be two full moons that month, and we got it right in between. So we, got, we actually have it right by the blue moon. So we're hoping, you know, knock on wood again, that we're going to get those massive Wahoo come through. Um, have you ever caught – a wahoo? Have you ever targeted them? Have you ever done it on a boat? I have not caught uh, wahoo yet. Um, I have done research into catching them. I mean, my plan for the second tournament, which is obviously, actually, someone told me that there was going to be two two full moons on that. Um, yeah. So right before that tournament, um, you know, I'm planning on dragging a, a long bay deep, like trolling a gog, probably on a downrigger. That sounds like probably the best idea I have to get one rather than getting extremely lucky on a jig, which is like, what, one in a million, you know? Yeah, that, that's so, rare, man. I, so yeah. this is what I will say, and uh, and this is for our listeners, too. I've caught a lot of Wahoo on the kayak, and um, I will say this. During those moons, um, what happens is, for whatever reason, I don't know if they come from the Bahamas or what, but they're in schools of literally thousands when they're there. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of free divers I knew in the area told me this. And that's how I started getting them all and targeting them because they would let me know when they were there. And, but these Wahoo, they're not like these like little rat Wahoos. Every single one of these fish, again, because there must be breeding, they're full of marrow, but these fish are like 40 plus pounds. I mean, look, McCroy got a 71. The other guy got a, uh, what was it, a 59. Mm-hmm. Then the guy, uh, the year before that, got like a 55. I mean, it's just insane. So these are big, big world-class Wahoo. So um, I would definitely beef it up. I'd beef up the line. Speaking of beef. Yeah, thank you. Um, I would definitely have over 300 yards, 1,000%. And uh, once again, man, stinger rigs. I, every single one of my Wahoo yeah. were caught only by the stinger. The J-hook on every single one of them was swinging free. Hmm. It's crazy. How do you explain that? I just think they go, they they go at it, and it just they hit come it from off. the back. They, I don't know, they, they must. Right. The Wahoo like to hit it from the back. Okay, 
Well, there you go. <laughs> That's yeah, the answer, Greg. Thanks, Fred. That's the answer, Greg. The Wahoo like it from behind. The Wahoo like it from the back. So uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's why we got Freddie on this podcast oh, wow. is information. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, listen, Greg, I really appreciate you calling in, man. And uh, I can't wait to see you for part two. And uh, we're going to introduce John McCroy with the ring. So he's going to get that presentation. So hopefully you'll stick around for that. And uh, you never know, man. You might be the next one for the ring. So, Good luck out there. That'd be nice, man. Thanks. Have a good day. Greg. All right, Greg. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thank you. Have a good one. See you later. Bye-bye. See you, bud. So what do we learn? As always, we learned that you want to be probed. Correct. Wait, we didn't even talk about your probing. No, that's coming up soon. Oh, yeah. Fair. Okay. So, all right. So yeah. I think let's do predictions. Not with anglers, just in general. Fish, 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 fish. Well, no, we'll do this. We'll do a prediction for... Out of towner, local, biggest fish, biggest fish, and biggest fish and type of fish. I think the biggest fish will be um, a king. Really? You know that hasn't happened in part two in four years. What is this baseball stat? I'm just telling you. That means they're due. Okay. Thirty plus. Jay Kamensky's kingfish is still a record. Twenty twelve. Thirty plus. Thirty nine pounds. Thirty plus pound king wins the biggest fish. 30 plus, what, give me a weight. 30 what? 36. 36 pound king? Yeah. You sure? No, I'm not sure. Of course I'm not. I don't know. The You're future. positive. I can't tell the future. I'm, I'm going to, okay. It's a guessing game, dude. Okay, so you're saying a single fish. The biggest fish will be a A single fish. biggest fish, not someone with a big fish and, a, and something to wash it down. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is the biggest fish of the tournament. Of the tournament, okay. Was Even thir- if you get fourth place, it's going to be a 36. Okay, so you're saying a 36 pound king is going to be the biggest fish of the tournament. What's going to be the most plentiful fish caught in the tournament? Uh, tuna. Really? Tuna. No. Baby tunas. No way. <laughs> what are you, drunk? You are drunk. No, nah, it's going to be dink kings, of course, like it always is. Bunch of little rat kings. Okay. And then the there will be a big wahoo, but it'll only be like oh. 32 pounds. It'll only be like 32 pounds. So you're, you're saying there will be a wahoo in the tournament. Why are you a asking wahoo? Me? I don't know shit. Well, this is why I'm asking you. No. Because it's... Because it makes you feel smart for what it does. Actually, I feel pretty good. Um, okay, so you're saying there will be a wahoo, but it'll be smaller than the 36 pound king. Yeah. Will an out of towner or a local win the tournament? Mm, the winner will be a winner from. I'm gonna predict. It's a tough one. I'm gonna predict a local, and when I say really local, like between. Yeah, like Fort Lauderdale, Miami, yeah, 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 Pompano. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of our guys, like. Okay. So, a veteran of the tournament. Okay, so you're saying a veteran will win the tournament, not a guy that gets lucky with a monster wahoo. Someone like, you know, someone like Austin. Right, or, I got you. Right, right, right. My prediction is going to be, I think the biggest fish of the tournament will be wahoo. I think it will not break John McCroy's record of 71 pounds, but I think it will be in the 50-plus pound range because hmm. we've gotten a wahoo that size in the past three. So I think that's a good gouge on the weight i think there'll be four wahoo caught um i think the smallest will be around 30 and i think i might agree with you that a local might take it someone like me absolutely not so i'm going to change that to an out of towner actually from the farthest state possible um california we have those those two guys from California that are awesome that come down. Yep. They're, they're due, man. 
I mean, they're out there. They're gung ho. They're awesome. They Have you talked yeah. to them? Yeah, dude. Of course. Yeah, they're lined, good guys. I lined up their. Kind Shout of- out to you guys, man. We lo- we love that you uh, fish our events. Um, um, so yeah, you know what? I'm picking them. I'm gonna the say Cal- one of the California kids. I'm gonna say one of the California kids gets yeah. the 50 plus pound wahoo, and he Take washes it, it down with a rat king. So he'll total. His total weight will be, let's see, 50, I'm going to say 74 pounds. 74 total weight. Hmm. How are they going to beat me if I have a 90-pound? No, I'm not saying he's going to win the ring, though. Yellowfin. Do yellowfin count in the tournament? No, we can't. you got to have a permit. I would count it. They, you know, they actually, this year, they caught monster yellowfins in the, um, in the, uh, in the, ocean? the rodeo. Oh, in the Did you know that? Yeah, 100-plus pounder. Yeah. No, there was two caught. His fish weighed over 100 pounds, and it was sharked. Oh. I wonder if that would have I, I don't, don't hold me to that. I think it weighed over 100 pounds, and it was also sharked. Like, okay. a, like a, the whole tail section was missing. Okay. And it still weighed 100 pounds. So let me ask you this. Last question on predictions for part two, August 25th. Mm. Don't miss it. Mm. Um, ring. Mm. Now. So we're both saying that a local will probably. Oh no, I'm. I'm. I switch it to a Cal, to the California kids. Who's going to win the ring? Will it be what a? Was told? So let's look at the. We're going to go to the um, to the ring weight now. Um, where are we at here? Where are we at? You mean you're confused by your own website? Yes. Well, that's not a. That's not a. <laughs> Who we're adding so much stuff. Not a surprise to me. <laughs> uh, where is it? Schedule. Oh, here we go. Series ring. Duh, it's right in my face. Oh. All right. So here we go. There's a tab for that. Yes. Thank you very much. All right. So here we go with the stats for the ring. So we got, we got Greg Nolan at 40.3 pounds. So he's in the lead. We got Brian Whalen right behind him at 36.8. We got Austin Collins is up there. I keep forgetting that. He's at 33.7. So these are all locals, really? Gabe Pinkston. Is he a local? I have no idea. Yeah. I, I think he's. Sorry, Gabe. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry, Gabe. I think he, even if I probably I don't think actually he is. know you, but I don't know. But listen, look at all these locals here. We got Pam Worth, 23-1. We got Andy Yu, Wait, 22. You John? We got, oh, we got John McCroy, 26-2. And he's, a, he's always a threat. Then we got uh, Frank uh, Cast, Castrello, 27. Castrillo, Castrillo bro. Yes. Thank you, you very much. Pronounce the double he's L. a local, right? It's a Y when you do it in Spanish. Cast, okay. Castrillo. Then we got Ricardo. He was a winner. Uh, a couple of years ago, we got uh, Ricardo with eighteen nine. That's Ricky's kayak on YouTube. It's fairly moderate. We got Yanos. Yanos is up there with eighteen. I'm rooting for Yanos, man. That guy drinks vodka like a grown ass man. <laughs> How about he was nuts in the Bahamas. Oh, then we got the uh, we got David uh, G fifteen two. He's a, he's always in the event. He said G because he can't pronounce Garvin. Correct. That he is can't pronounce Garvin. Thank you. Uh, then we got good old John Vanarchik. Another former champion. Yeah, that's my boyfriend. Fourteen six. So these are a lot of locals. Carl Slag. Uh, oh, so okay. So Carl, just so you know, he got in part two a couple of years ago. He's the one that got the fifty plus pounder that had the record for the Wahoo. Oh. So he's on the board, and he's not from here. Then we got Richard Chavis. We got Brandon O'Dell. We got Le- uh, Leonardo. We got Mike Flores from Texas. Yeah, he meant to say Leandro. Sorry. We got Mike Flores from Texas on the board. Six point eight on a stealth, and uh, yeah, we got the last one on the list at twenty second is Brian Nelly at five three. So um, there's a lot of locals, hmm. but again, look what happened last year. If you remember, last year McCroyd wasn't even on the board, 
and he won the whole freaking thing. Yeah, I mean, at in 40, one tournament, there's forty pounds on there right now, right? Right. So, which is actually high for part one. Usually, it's like yeah. thirty-five. So you got, you know, the first two guys, forty and thirty-six, and even Austin at thirty-three. Those three, if they get two decent fish in the yeah, next yeah, one, yeah. they're they're gonna be, they're gonna, go. they're gonna be tough to beat. But you never know. I mean, Andy, you can come in at twenty-two-seven and catch a sixty-five pound wahoo. You know, it's very true. So I don't know. It's yeah, uh, this yeah, is gonna be a close yeah. one, I think. I, I really do. But I'm I'm rooting for my California boys, and uh, I love you guys. And yeah, man, I'm ready. Are we gonna talk I'm about? Um, oh, you wanted yeah. So a little drama, huh? Some drama on the high waters, boy. Okay, so you got to fill me in on this whole thing. So, so what happened? Well, there's just been a recent post. Okay. Um, what's the kid's name? Brandon. Well, who cares about the name? But like, what? Anyway, one a of kayaker. these one of these well-known charter boats. Okay. You know, creeping in on a dude while he's fishing the wreck. Right. And it's whatever. That the guy may have been. You know, so the kayaker was fishing on the wreck. Boat comes in, charter boat. Kind of, kind of nudges him off the wreck. Yeah, you know, like nothing. Did he throw anything at him? No, Did no, he no, curse no, no. at him? Yeah, well, they talked a little bit, you know, okay. whatever, and the video's up. And but it isn't that that it, that's not the thing. The thing is the shit you read in the comments, dude. Like the big picture. The big picture is like the boating <laughs> community here, and it doesn't seem to be like everyone. Obviously, we're talking maybe like five percent of the boating community, right? Which is a shit ton of people because there's. A huge boating community. And I will say this. There are good people. For in, sure. We got 100%. Lance. who We got boaters that fish the tournament. Yeah, for sure. We got so Benny. For the most part. And I'm, I'm not, I won't generalize like all boaters. Obviously, most boaters are responsible. They're right. safe. They don't want to hurt anyone. But there's a small contingency of these assholes. Sure. Who literally. I, I know of a few. Who they. And, you know, they, they, they will tell us to our faces. Like, you of guys course. are speed bumps out there. Or, oh, yeah. You know, like. They don't care. You guys need to learn how to do this or learn <clears> how to like. Whatever, there's this weird animosity towards kayakers, and it's it's frustrating, dude. It's like it's so weird because they're you know they're good people. But what's right? Like what's the frustrating part? Like what are you seeing in the comments that are well, first that of all, are because um, I, I I honestly didn't see it. The, I what I see in the comments is this real belief that we don't belong out there in kayaks because they're small and from that percentage of voters. Yeah, like okay. so that we that we don't actually belong because our kayaks are small. And it's they perceive it as unsafe or for whatever reason, right. or you know, and and it's just not the case. Like, of course we belong out there, dude. Boats didn't even come around until like maybe 150 right. years ago. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Like, people were on kayaks fishing in the ocean forever, right? Since humans could fish, like that's what we were doing. So we belong out there. That's not the agreed, 100. percent Um. It, it's just super frustrating to see people who you probably would like in person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, these, these guys are not like terrible people, but they say the dumbest shit, you yeah. know, like, you know, I should have run over the guy should have ran over the kid or this guy, whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, come on, bro. But let me, let me, get the fuck let out me here. be on the other side of it. Okay. Now I am, I agree with you a hundred percent what you're saying, but do you feel that, um, how can I wear this? That the kayak community is a little, uh, you know, a lot of these guys can be rough. Oh, for, listen, the kayak community. Especially is, online. They're made up of humans, right? right? Every community of people is made up of people, and some a certain percentage of people are dicks. Right. But 
when you're out on a I don't care if you're an asshole or you're not. There's nothing you can actually do to a boat if you're on a kayak. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's all about safety you, in you the You can't end. threaten the safety of a boat right. if you're in a kayak. And <clears> if, you, if you're a kayak, I mean, if you're a boat captain and you have a license to operate a boat and sell people the service of taking them out fishing, you should know that when you're under power, you have to give way to the vessels that are not under power. 100% so agree with you. So if you're in a kayak, you always have the right of way. So if they're, if, so if it's like a sailboat. You, that's a law. A sailboat has the right of way over a powerboat. You know that, right? You got to stop yeah. for a sailboat. When you're not when you're not under power, like you're you as a kayak, you're basically dead underwater, dead in the water. Correct. So if you're in a powerboat, like you have to you have to yield. Exactly. You have to. And I'm only going three miles an hour. It's not very difficult to get out of my way. It's not difficult to avoid me if you pay attention, look forward. No issue, man. Like, right. It's not hard to see us. To stop it with the bullshit that it's hard to see us. You could spot a fucking pallet from 200 miles away yeah. if, it, if you think it's holding mahi you know what i mean yeah. like you can see a weed patch from literally you know sure seven thousand yards like, now i will say though too that there are boaters out there that make mistakes just like anyone can make 100%. a mistake people who launch sure. without their plug like in the last tournament and sank like um, stuff like that happens 100 what i kind of feel needs to change a little bit is if someone makes a mistake, they're still going to be destroyed on social media. Their business is going to be hurt by it. Right. Um, I, I just feel that like everyone maybe needs to kind of, it's, it's still Simmer new. Down. Yeah. And if we could kind of come together instead of fighting each other and saying terrible things and hurting people's businesses, yeah. I think, cause listen, let's be honest. In this post, I'm sure that that guy. First of all, you told me he he had to make a post of his own to explain himself. Yeah, this, look, in this particular case, I don't think it was like a huge like transgression what the what the guy did. What okay. what what is the huge transgression is that when called out about it, you know, they basically say stupid things. Yeah, it's like, no, dude, he's right. Like maybe it's petty that the guy in the kayak, you know, complained about it in the first place because people. Right. You know, multiple boats fish a wreck all the time, right? We don't know exactly what happened that day. We saw the what right. video we saw. But when you rebut the video, don't show your true color. Don't be like, yeah, you guys need to learn a fucking lesson. You need to, you know, like, Yeah, that's on. stupid. Like, you're stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. You just show that what the guy posted was the way you think. Right. That's the way you think. Like, you think we should all wear, you know, like, neon clothes and... and right. But don't you think, too, that that didn't solve anything by doing that? It just made it worse? I don't think it's, it makes it worse because, look, there's generally – everyone, like we said, is, is a good dude. But, like, that dive boat that almost hit Ricky the other – probably six months ago. Right. Like, that guy Pratt's did that – got hit before. That hit. guy did that on purpose. Oof. There's no doubt yeah, there's that no, that guy did that on purpose. Yeah, he needs to be because prosecuted. When you're standing on a kayak with a neon outfit on with an air horn, blowing the air horn, waving your hands – He had his air horn? He had an air horn, buddy. He wow. was holding an air horn over his head, waving it in the sky, and the guy came within five feet of him. Oh. And so what they do is they and, – and there's this weird mentality that they have to teach us a lesson that it's dangerous to be out there. So right. like because you're, you don't have a flag or because you don't – you know, because your kayak's blue and not yeah. you know, purple. It's not whatever. neon. Right. Like 
then it's my job as the boater to go and teach you how dangerous this is. So how do I do that? I'm going to play chicken. Yeah, so I'm going to go and chicken you and try to knock you off and then be like, oh, shit, my bad, I didn't see you. Hey, stupid, get a flag. You know what I mean? That's ridiculous, man, because, A, like, someone's going to die. Like, someone's going to die one day, and it's going to be, you know, that person's going to have to, and we all have cameras, man. Like, it's, it's, yeah. come on, bro, we all have, I mean, I go out with three cameras on my kayak. Right. I'm running all the time. So yeah. you're not going to sneak up. Yeah. If you're a boater, you're not going to get, away with, get away with this. Like, like they're going to film make it. Sense. Just look, dude, within a mile and a half of the beach, like pay attention. Right. Once you get out past that, you're fine. But like, don't be rigging up your stuff, pointing your face backwards while your boat is running at yeah. 30 knots. Like it's stupid. And you do, but you also have to think too, this whole thing was created pretty much when, you know, guys like Rob was going out and me and, and this was like, you know, the mid two thousands, like 2005, 2004. And I do feel too, that some of these old guys that have these boats, they, they're, they were in such a routine because, you know, if you look at like 2018 compared to like 1999, I get it. It's the water is totally different. You didn't have to look around back then, you know? So I, I, I think, I think that there's more. Um, I, I think there's less guys doing it on purpose than kayakers think. But I also think that the kayakers also, you know, need to also be on alert because these boaters they need to film these guys if they're doing something illegal or wrong. Yeah, big thing for me is and, like and call them out for it. I do agree with that. But if a guy is making a, a friendly mistake. Right. And he but, apologizes. Yeah, when he comes back and he curses at you, he didn't make a mistake. Exactly. When he comes Agreed. back and he's like, dude, I'm so sorry. Like, exactly. I've, I've had totally, both happen to me. For sure, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I've had these, I have video. The, the guy, like, literally hanging his, you know, like, pipe out of his face and just strolling right by me while I'm anchored up on the reef, just 25 knots, just oh my within God. 10 feet of me, dude, looking right at me in my face from the entire time. Did he say anything? No, of course not, dude. You wave? No, I give him the double banger <laughs> fingers. It ha- double I, banger. I, the other day, um, who, 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 what boat is it? Oh, the Fish City Pride did it to me. Dude. Fish City Pride did it to me. And I left him a bad review. Who are they? Charter? Fish City Pride is like the most famous like party boat. Like, out of, oh, okay. It's like a big drift boat out of Pompano. Okay. And dude, it, it's just uncalled for. Like, what they do? Like, I'm on my way in. Right. And what am I paddling? four miles an hour dude he's coming right at me and i'm like come on bro like you want me to stop when all you have to do is veer left or right one or the other just just point your boat in the du- wow. a different direction he comes within 10 feet of me just looking right at me and he's and i see the guy i see him on the bridge he's, he's just looking at me laughing meth head fucking homo yeah i mean I listen mean to, i didn't mean to say a that. lot of that stuff is uncalled for and i just feel though that in the end it needs to come together because if, well, we're not going anywhere. If these, yeah, if these guys are gonna, it's gonna keep going around and around of them bashing one another and doing these stupid posts. And, well, someone's gonna get hurt because these guys, on the right? Kayak, because the guys on the kayak are starting to carry weapons with them uh, underway, literally. Sure. Like, I, I, people carrying pistols with sure. them. Sure. Yeah. I, and, I wouldn't deny it. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you're one of those guys on the boat and you just catch a dude on the wrong day and you try to play chicken, well, they might shoot your boat. Yeah. You know? I mean, but again, that's why there's to be like something like maybe Pompano can put on a, um, a commission or something, you know, through the city and, you know, uh, what do you call those things? Um, well, look, dude, they already know, you know, that, like, we're, when we they're can all come together and talk. You have to like 
be looking and paying attention. Sure. That's the, that's number one. Like, sure. So as long as you're paying attention like you're supposed to be already. Right. And you're not trying to be an asshole on purpose. Like right. everything should be fine. Yeah. There's nothing we can we can't like go and run down a boat. You right. know what I mean? We're not gonna chase a boat anywhere. But again, there's going to be mistakes. And For sure. people need to understand that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, if a guy comes up and apologizes profusely, says For he's sure. sorry, and then you write a post on him and bash his business no, still and I've seen that too. So yeah. it's it it goes both ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no, um, sure. you know, hopefully we can we can all come together and and get this thing fixed because you know there's a lot of and I want people I want kayak anglers to understand this. Like I would say twenty percent right now are boaters that fish are maybe more. Yeah. That fish is extreme now. Hundred percent. So these guys do both and they they love it. They love kayakers. They love kayak fishing, but they run a charter business. So. Um, it goes both ways. Hopefully we can get this thing all fixed and figured out in the next couple of years. And I think it will, you know, I think so too. We just need to get past this, like needs good leadership and needs thing, you know, like everybody just don't be a dick. Like, exactly. That's, that's the, the, don't, just be don't be a dick. A dick. That's it. That's, that's it. Hits. Because if don't you're not, be if you're not being a dick and you accidentally hit someone or you accidentally almost hit someone, right. Like then don't be a dick again. Exactly. Like it's not his fault, you know, even exactly. if he doesn't have a bright, you know, now on another topic though. Oh boy. I did promise in the last episode we do our angler that catches mermaids. <laughs> he wants to do a full <laughs> show, so we're going to make that a full show. All right. Um we'll he's got him, a lot to talk about. We'll get, we'll Having him, the, him come in, you know, for half a show. I, I just think it's such good information and then I'm going to prove you wrong. Wait, where does he live? Tennessee. Mm. I'd pay for him to come here and do this in studio. I mean, maybe we can get him here. Maybe he can come and catch mermaids in the SummerSlam. Um, see, that's what I mean. This guy is legit. It's real. And you should at least hear him out. So you don't think he can come here and catch mermaids? I, I don't know. I don't know how he does right? it. I don't know how he does it. But he says they hit, and they're kind of like, they're kind of like, you know that possum we saw driving? They're kind of like Little a possum, rabies. you know? They like hit. Stumbling around in the daytime. They're not like, like a meth head. They're not yeah. like a beautiful woman, I, like I do portrayed, you know, in the, uh, mm. you know, in the pirates' books and all that. You know what I mean? What's his Instagram? Um, Where are these animals on his Instagram? Yeah, I'll I'll share it all out. I'll put it out. So he has Instagram with mermaid photos. Does he hold them out? And um, make them look bigger? Okay, so looking at his Instagram, mm. they're not. Per se, maybe like the full-on mermaid, but there are photos of questionable bodies of these smaller things that he's holding. So they're not mermaids. And they're not definitely not fish that I've ever seen before. So they're just unidentifiable fish. I don't know. But they're not like half woman, half fish. Well, he also said he tries to protect his business mm. because what he says is that there is a business for their meat on the back so end for like the elites. A, there's like a gray market, black market. Correct. The elite or, pay good mm. money for their marrow. Oh, so they, they have bones. Yes. So these things are not fish. Sure. They're like mammalia. Correct. Wow. They're like a, um, hmm. a plumus. <laughs> you know what a plumus <laughs> Oh, what a retard. <laughs> I can't with you, bro. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys, so we're going to get him on. We're going to do a full episode uh, there. Um, just a heads up. We're going we're gonna to have the... <laughs> Um, I am going to New Jersey uh, till Monday, so I am going to look for some Bigfoot while I'm there. I'm going to do some knocks. I actually live close to the Pine Barrens, so I'm going to try to shoot some video. 
of I'm me gonna doing make a, it? I'm going to make a prediction right now. Okay. You're not going to see a Bigfoot. You never – I could hear one. I'm going to try to do it, and listen, we haven't really talked full on in a while about you know the paranormal, UFOs, and all that stuff I love to talk about. So the next episode will be fully on that. Okay. Sorry, fisherman. But I, just, I, have to, I have to get my now, fix. We, we, I, you guys are going to – you fishermen, you tune in. You're going to love it. <laughs> you tune in. Mermaids, yeah. Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. We'll throw some UFO e. stuff T. in there, right? E. You know Rob Schneider? You ever heard of him? The, the actor? Oh, my God. No. This guy was like the UFO guy. He got it killed. By a UFO. Assassinated. He knew too much. Who killed him? The Clintons? Yes. Hmm. How'd you know that? They kill everyone. <laughs> Maggie, don't watch this. All right, buddy. Well, listen, we got to go, mm. but uh, you can go to Extreme Kayak Fishing and uh, look up the Summer Slam Part 2, August. Don't bother coming. I'm going to win. We're going to have uh, hopefully some Monster Wahoo in that event. We're going to have Greg Nolan there trying to win this sucker. Uh, we're going to have the ring for uh, John McCroy. So hopefully you all will stay for that. And yeah, man, I love the crowd that we saw in Part 1. So let's keep it up. Let's keep it going. And uh, let's get some monster fish, man, for part two. I'm excited. Two full moons in August. I don't know if you know that that means two. the same as it always does. Two. Mm. The blue still the same amount of moon. time apart from one another, right? Ready? Go to bed. Regardless of what humans Good call night. the month, the name of the month. See ya. You know the universe doesn't name the months, right? Ready? That's just a people thing. Really? Your aliens should have told you that. You know, I just saw Interstellar, by the way. Hmm. And that movie, have you seen it? Is that the one where the guy just gets caught out in space? It's about time, basically. Yeah, he's in space, and like when mm. he returns, his daughter is like old, and like it just freaks me out. Time is relative, scary. Oh, it's relative, isn't it? No, I don't. I'm not scared of time at all. But like, if you really think about it, it's, I don't really think about it. Well, you should. Why? I'm never going to go to Mars. What does Mars have to do with time? Well, I don't know. You tell me. You're getting gray. Oh, I'm being gray, dude. How old are you now? I'm bald 50? and gray. 51. Huh. I look good, though, huh, ladies? Not really. All right, guys. So <laughs> we got to go. We love you here at Kai Fishing Raw. Uh, you can find Freddie on uh, Pedal Pirate. And what's your YouTube now? Pedal Pirate TV. Oh. You just threw the little TV thing in there? Pedal Pirate TV. Where'd you get that from? TV. Don't lie. You took it from me. <laughs> wow. That's so weird. <laughs> Jeez, always <laughs> copying. If I wanted to copy you, oh, I would here we go. Here I'd we have go. go back, I'd have to go back to third grade and okay. adopt you. Perfect. Yep. We love you, Fred. So, <laughs> all right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Go to extremekayakfishing.com. Check out all the information you want on the tournament series coming up. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Hello.